0: Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is Jim with a lot of cool updates for you. So many great testimonials pouring into our Facebook group lately. I am so excited for the fourth quarter, 2018, as I'm recording this, because, wow, there's so much momentum, so much earlier in the year than what we've seen in the past. And let me explain that comment. Well, first, another thought, too. This is a podcast committed to, whenever possible, evergreen content, meaning you can listen to episodes that are a month or a year or two years old and you're going to get a lot of value. But I'm also constantly mixing in observations about current trends and what's happening right now. So it's timeless truths mixed in with what's happening right now and big trends. It's inarguable, guys, The U.S. economy is booming right now. Politics aside, it's undeniable. We haven't seen this kind of massive growth this quickly in a very, very long time, which means shoppers are going to be shopping this fourth quarter, which means those of us who know how to sell online could potentially make a whole lot of money very quickly. And this episode is dedicated to making sure that you're prepared fully to take advantage of this season that's coming at us. And very quickly, those of us in the business call it the fourth quarter or Q4. That's the last three months of any given calendar year. Now, this is a year-round opportunity. Selling online is a year-round opportunity. But it's inarguable that the most shoppers spend the most money in those final three months of the year, basically Christmas shopping. So today's episode is going to get you prepared to take full advantage of Q4. Now, there's many ways to do this, but I'm going to keep it as simple as possible. This is the lowest barrier to entry business model that we teach around here. It's so ridiculously simple. I'll give you a very specific example. This happened to me less than two weeks ago. I was out shopping, getting some groceries, you know, hitting the local Walmart real quick. And anytime I'm in there, a lot of times when I'm in there, I'll swing through and just see if anything stands out. Any new products, any new ideas, I'll cruise the toy section frequently or through the, the houseware section and just see if anything pops out at me. I like to spark ideas. And of course, I also like the clearance and the closeout aisle. You're a little crazy not to cruise through the clearance aisle of whatever stores you frequent because sometimes you'll see some gold. And there was a toy there marked down to $5 that caught my eye. It just so happens it's a toy associated with a current movie that's kind of popular. And I scanned it real quick using the free Amazon Seller app. If you've got an Amazon selling account, you've got access to the Amazon Selling app. And even if you don't have that app, you can still look up and see what the product is selling for on Amazon easily enough, just going to Amazon.com, right? But I pulled up the app, scanned the barcode which is a free feature of the free app that Amazon gives us. And it said, hey, these products are selling for between $25 or $30, all the way up to $40, $45 each. So here's 20 of them sitting on the shelf for 5 bucks, And the app is telling me that there's only a handful of other sellers right now, and they're selling for between $25 and $40 a piece. So what did I do? Yeah, I bought all of them. And what's happened in the couple weeks since? They've almost all sold already. So in my case I've got a team that that handles this and I give them the boxes and they prep them for me and do that because we're you know, we're doing a lot of stuff at the office every day I don't have to box up my own items and send them in for Amazon sales anymore but easily enough I could have brought them home put them in a box slapped my label on there and sent them into FBA it's not complicated and then Amazon does the rest so imagine doing that I mean I did that in about 5 minutes I paid for my shopping trip plus put some money in the bank plus made some work for my team and they all get paid. It's a beautiful thing. And it literally costs me less than five to seven minutes of my time to make several hundred dollars in the end. Pretty cool model, right? Can you imagine blowing that up? Well, we've heard recently on this podcast, people who have very serious big businesses doing exactly what I just described. They have teams of people who go out and do this. And one of the things I'm very excited about this Q4 this coming fourth quarter is we're going to help you automate this in a way that you've never seen before. Some of the most creative retail arbitrage experts, those are the people who are really, really good at this. They teach others how to do this. We're partnering up with them in some powerful, creative ways, and this will be our best fourth quarter offer ever. In the past, we've formed groups and we've helped you guys find great fourth quarter deals for being part of this community it's going to be bigger and better than ever, and the price is going to be lower than we've had it in a long time. So if all of that sounds potentially interesting to you, I'll put this link in the show notes for you, but you'll want to jump over to provenq4plan.com. That's the word proven, and then the letter Q, and then the single digit number four, and then the word plan, provenq4plan.com. And again, it's in the show notes, That's going to be our offer this Q4, where we will help ensure that you take full advantage of the fourth quarter opportunities that are going to be abundant this year. Guys, it's going to be crazy. Uh, One of the things I want to do right now is, uh, before I give you a little bit more Q4 tips and some strategies and some retail arbitrage strategies, I want to talk through, there was a post in our Facebook group just recently, I'm going to read some of the responses that that came in, because what happened is it, it's kind of a it's a funny commentary that pops up from time to time. Someone will post in our Facebook group and say, "Hey, I was at the store recently. I was doing some retail arbitrage. I was buying some items off the shelf, and I ended up filling two or three or four or I've heard seven, eight, ten shopping carts full." Right? So you go in and you get a lot of looks when you have that many shopping carts. One of the things you've got to get used to, guys, is being okay with people thinking you're a little strange. Sometimes if that's the only barrier you have to cross, come on, get a real problem, right? People look at you a little funny and go, hmm, that's strange. This particular post, someone was bringing up the topic and it's popped up from time to time in our community where they said, hey, you know, I was checking out and the the lady working the register was asking me some questions about you know, why I'm buying all this stuff. How do you guys respond? And I've got some of the more funny and entertaining and informational responses. We're going to go through some of those in this show. But I want to tell another story. And forgive me if I don't get the exact details perfectly accurate, but you'll get the gist of it and someone can correct me if we have any real big sports fans out there they may correct me on the the nuances of the story but the basics were like this so this is a great lesson about being comfortable doing retail arbitrage okay this is the lesson i'm going to teach you be comfortable being a little weird succeeding in business requires you to be a little strange and that's okay would you rather be a little strange Or have a job that you can't stand and you have to get up every day at six in the morning and work and come home late, eight or nine o'clock, see your kids just in time to tuck them in bed and get up and do it again the next day. To me, if you have other options, well, that's the strange option. Why wouldn't you build a business around something that's flexible, profitable, scalable, long-term stable, not just one paycheck, but multiple income streams? Yeah, it's weird, but I prefer that over the other direction. Nothing against those of you working hard and doing what you have to do to support your families, but you get my point. Be a little strange if it means getting to pursue your dreams. Okay, so here's a sports analogy that hopefully strikes home for someone listening. It's if you've heard of Wilt Chamberlain, he scored 100 points in a single game in his NBA career. To this day, that record still stands. A few other people have come kind of close, but he scored 100 points in one game, which is just unimaginable. But there's a story behind that story. Did you know that he was one of the worst free throw shooters in the NBA at the time? Even to this day, if you can't shoot above 60% free throws, you're a pretty bad shooter. And Wilt Chamberlain back in that time, it was about the same. If you can't shoot above 60-70%, you're terrible. Well, he was shooting 50% free throws. But in this particular game where he scored 100 points, he shot, I believe it was More than 25 of those points came from free throws that he hit. He shot nearly 90 plus percent free throws for that game. So here's a guy who shot 50% his whole career. Then for one game, he shoots 90 something percent. What happened? Well, here's what happened. A friend of his, another guy in the NBA who happened to be one of the best free throw shooters. Now, here's where my story, I should have Googled this first. I think it was, man, was it Rick Barry? I can't remember the name. Sorry if that's the wrong dude. But there was another free throw shooter who shot his free throws underhanded. And this was kind of a thing for their while in the NBA. Now, any of you who watch basketball now, you haven't seen an NBA player shoot an underhanded free throw in a very, very long time. Although the ones who did had very high shooting percentages. They would say things like, well, it's much easier to get the ball lined up straight. It's a much softer touch. Even when it rattles around the rim, it's much more likely to go in. But the only problem is, the only reason that players didn't use that and that they don't use it today, it's a far superior shooting form. The only reason they don't use it, if you haven't guessed it yet, do you know why? Well, because they look kind of silly doing it. They feel kind of silly doing it. They just aren't quite comfortable with the reaction they get from the crowd when they shoot underhanded because it's not the cool way to shoot a free throw. Never mind the fact that so many more muscles are involved shooting a free throw the way everyone else does. Never mind the fact that your percentages are likely to drop significantly if you go from underhand to overhand. Never mind all those details. You just look a little silly, so no one does it. That's a fact. You can have any great free throw shooter improve their shooting percentage by just going to underhand. To this day, give them about half an hour of practice, they will raise their free throw shooting percentage with proper instruction, but nobody does it because they feel silly. Now, Wilt Chamberlain's record would not stand at 100 points scored in a single game had he not, for that game, changed his shooting form from the form he was comfortable with because it looked cool to the kind of silly, you get a few laughs from the crowd form where you go underhand. And when asked after the game that he had scored 100 points, why he didn't continue shooting underhanded and improving his shooting percentage and continuing to score at a high level? Do you know what he said? He said he just kind of felt silly about it, right? So he was willing to give up somewhere around 35 to 40% off his shooting percentage just so he wouldn't look silly. Come on, are you kidding me? What are you willing to do to grow your business? Are you willing to look a little silly? Are you willing to have a little bit of fun with the store clerks that come up to you and say, what are you doing with six shopping carts of girls' toys, right? You got to be ready for those responses. So with that setup, here's some of the responses from our community. So if you're challenged, these these are actual responses from people in our community. There's a Facebook thread. You know what? I'll include a link to the Facebook thread In the show notes today, if you go to silentgym.com slash podcast, look up today's episode. In the show notes, not only will you see a link to provenq4plan.com so you can be a part of cleaning up this fourth quarter using retail arbitrage strategies, I'll also include a link to this discussion where someone was recently saying in our Facebook group, hey, someone asked me some questions about all the stuff I was buying when I was out retail shopping what should I say? In no particular order, here are some of the responses that came in from others. Chris Nelson said, I always tell them, I'm just trying to do my part to make sure that your store isn't the next retail store that goes out of business. That's a good response, right? Do you like that one? All right, let's grab another one. Uh, Zachary Holland said, you should just simply challenge the store clerk to single hand-to-hand combat. Right. So we have some fun with this. I always like seeing the responses people have. This is always a thread that gets real popular. Let's grab another one. Kyle McPeck said, Okay, once I had a cashier suggest that I should only buy wholesale instead of cleaning out their store shelves, right? I told her that I wish I could. Then I asked her to call the store manager over, which she did. And I told the manager that the cashier was suggesting I could get my purchases far cheaper if I went elsewhere. And did she know how I could do that? How can I get this stuff cheaper was my question. Well, that was the end of the questioning. (laughs) Good job, Kyle. Well played. Let's see, what else do we have here? I'm scrolling through. Now, there were a bunch of responses, guys. I think we're over like 100 responses. I'm reading you like the top 10 right now in no particular order again. But here's uh, Jean uh, Isabel Costello. She says, I had an uncomfortable experience at my local hardware store when I scored my first product to sell on Amazon. The clerk was watching me very carefully, so I just stopped going in there. The next time I went in for personal items, the manager helped me. I explained that I was a professional reseller and that I do RA, retail arbitrage, and I explained what that was in a few sentences. And then I asked if the manager was okay with it. He said, shop away. Please let me know if I can help you with anything. He then proceeded to tell me where the clearance items were, and he lets me know when they're coming out each month. It's all about turning it around and building relationships. I hope this helps somebody. And it's always great when they want to help you. That's a great post, Gene. Thank you for telling us about that because I completely agree. This is a relationship business and the greatest retail arbitrage or any other business strategies you will ever uncover and discover will be because of great, solid relationships. So don't be afraid just to tell them what you do and see if they're willing to help. You never know. They're not the enemy, right? All right, let's grab another one. I'm having fun with this. Um, Okay, random, no particular order. This is a good follow-up to the previous one. This was one of my comments. Now, I actually made a, a goofy comment too, but this is my serious one, okay, in the thread. I said, be proud of the services you provide your customers. Get very comfortable and confident. Be honest in your discussions about it. You are building a real business. You're serving eager customers. You're doing your part to raise the tide for everyone. No matter what you say in these moments of challenge, be proud and be confident. So not as entertaining as the other answers, but I fully stand by my response. And if you scroll back in the episodes, maybe I'll look it up and put it in the show notes for you. There was an episode where I talk about the ethics and the virtues of buying low and selling high. Is it ethical? Is this a virtuous business service that we're providing to the public by retail arbitrage shopping and selling things online? We go into the full, actually I dive into biblical concepts of what it means to buy low and sell high. Is it ethical? Is it moral? So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as kind of a follow-up for those of you who want to dig into the philosophical and ethical ramifications of this business model. But let, let's grab another one. I know there's a couple other funny ones in here. Some people had some good responses. Okay, so oh, here's, I apologize. Here's another one from me, but this is the only other one I put. This was, okay, so you heard my serious one. Here was my funny one. Someone said they were a hoarder. That's that's how they respond when challenged. I'm a hoarder and a good shrink is hard to find these days. And, I, and my response was, well, how about this? I just quit seeing my hoarding therapist and with all the money I saved, I decided to go shopping. So, hey, there's a creative. If you're not afraid to uh, be a little creative in your response, tell them uh, you're saving a lot of money by stopping your hoarding therapy. (laughs) And now you decided to go shopping. That's a good one. All right. Who else had some fun with this one? Uh, Gene Wright said, I tell them I'm a mystery shopper and I'm evaluating their customer experience. And then I pretend to start typing notes into my phone. (laughs) That's good. That'll get them off your back all right, let's grab a couple more here. So when challenged by a store clerk that says, why are you buying so much? Sean Gregory says, because you tend to frown on people who steal it. That's good, Sean. Yeah. Right to the point. And now we have, oh, I think that's it. Yeah. That's, that's all of them guys. That's great. But hey, I'll stick a link to the thread. I'm sure by the time that this episode comes out and is published, there'll be a lot more people jumping into the conversation with creative ideas. We've seen some funny ones over the years. Uh we also love seeing those pictures that people post sometimes having two, three, four, five or more shopping carts lined up at checkout. But you know what? It'd just a couple points of of uh I would say these are hints or tips for those for those who have done this quite a bit. Always, always, always. Leave the store better than you found it. Let the manager know. Hey, I plan on buying quite a bit. Maybe you might want to open up a register for me. I don't want to inconvenience anybody. You know, let me know when a good time to check out is. I don't want to slow down the checkout process up front. And that's your opportunity to say, "Hey, by the way, I'm going to spend quite a bit of money. How about a discount?" You know, meet the manager, have a conversation. Don't keep your chin down and then just scroll up with four five, six cards and just check out like any other customer. You're not just any other customer. You're the equivalent of multiple customers coming through and buying. So build a relationship, get to know the manager, take a business card, I buy excess inventory, let them know what you do. These are all tips to you, to you especially if you're uncomfortable and new to the idea of retail arbitrage. Now maybe you're starting out and you're just gonna buy a handful of items. Just have some fun with it. But at the point where you start really knowing what you're doing, you will find yourself in situations where you have multiple shopping carts full of product. And here's another tip for you. I've done this a long time, guys. I've got about 16 years. I call it lifestyle sourcing. Everywhere I go, I see potential sources of profitable product. And make no mistake, this will be the most profitable stuff you'll ever find. Yard sales and retail arbitrage are among the most profitable products you will ever. Find and flip online. You know, we love having our own brands and our own private label and some of the big relationships we have and, you know, selling thousands of units a day of some of our big products. But once you're playing at that level, the margins tend to get tight. You get a lot of attention and there's competitors, there's other factors going on. But with this stuff, man, the margins are great. But here's another tip for you it's not all about Amazon. That's right. Don't forget about eBay. A great way to ensure that you're making great decisions when you're sourcing your inventory? Because remember, you make your money when you source your inventory, not when you sell it. That means you gotta know what you're getting yourself into. Don't invest based on blind faith or instinct. Buy your inventory based on facts and data. And one of the places where you can get data besides Amazon is eBay. You do know about the completed listings feature on eBay, don't you? Completed listings. That's where you go to ebay.com, and you type in the product that you're about to invest in. But before you invest, you click that little, you do an advanced search and you click the little box that says completed listings. And eBay will show you all the recent items that match yours that have sold on their platform. And that will help you. So for example, let's say it's a, you know, let's say it's a Batman figurine and it's $1 and you've got a bunch of them. Do I buy all of them or not? I don't know. Maybe you got some confusing data from Amazon. You go to eBay and you look up that item and you see, wow, okay, 60 other people have tried to sell this item in the past several weeks. 40 of them have sold for more than $22. Yeah, I think this is a good item to buy. And eBay points out exactly which ones sold and which ones didn't. It'll be a green number, dollar sign like $22 and it'll be green, the green font if it's sold. If it didn't sell, it'll be a black font. And you can go through very quickly with less than 30 seconds of research and make really good decisions. Because if it's hot on eBay, it's going to be hot on Amazon too. Or you know what? You can just sell it on eBay. Why not? Why not stick it in a box and ship it the old-fashioned way? No problem, right? Well, hey, one of the Last things I want to address is a nasty rumor that's been going around for about 15 years, and you see it pop up from time to time, and every time it pops up, I have the exact same response, and that is, no, you're listening to the wrong people, and that is the whole idea that retail arbitrage is dead or dying, meaning this isn't going to be around very long, guys. Retail arbitrage is in its final days. The ability to go into a store and buy stuff and flip it profitably online. Oh, that's not going to last long. Now, here is a bit of wisdom and truth. And anybody doing retail arbitrage will tell you that you're probably not wise. You're probably not being fully responsible if your entire business income is built completely and entirely on selling retail arbitrage on Amazon. There's just too many little things that could go wrong. A temporary Amazon suspension, misunderstanding, Accidental rule violation, having all your eggs in one basket, just not the best idea. But retail arbitrage as a business concept isn't going anywhere, guys. I wrote a blog article on it, and you know what? I'll stick a link to that in the show notes too, because even though the blog article was a couple years old, it's still dead on accurate. It was back during one of those waves that came through where everybody was freaking out thinking that retail arbitrage is going to go away and no longer be an opportunity. And I basically address that from the standpoint of as long as we have free markets, retail arbitrage will be a thing. I promise as long as there's free markets in the world, we will always have stores that buy too much, companies that make too much or ship too much or ship too little of products to one region or another. And then those of us who are willing to put in time, effort, and energy to help the market correct, we can make a profit doing so. That's all it is that is the model. RA is not dead. Actually, it's just getting started. You've heard these numbers from me before, guys. And as of right now, August 2018, as I'm recording this, U.S. government data will tell you that less than 10% of all retail activity is being conducted online. 90% of retail activity is still being conducted the old-fashioned way. People going into stores, walking into buildings. That's how 90% of retail happens. Those numbers are shifting slowly. We've seen that online number climb from 2% to 4% to 6% to 8% to 10 over the last 10 years or so. And it's going to continue up and it will hit 20 and it will hit 30. That represents hundreds of billions of new dollars being spent online. That, my friends, is the decade of opportunity that's being presented to us. And a lot of that money is in retail arbitrage. Yes. So don't turn your back on a beautiful business model. Should you build your entire foundation and your entire income on that one platform? Probably not. But will you be a little crazy, feel a little silly, feel like Wilt Chamberlain unwilling to shoot an underhand free throw by walking away from the thousands or tens of thousands of dollars that you could make by filling a few shopping carts this fourth quarter? Hey, we're going to tell you exactly how to tap into that business model if you're willing to swallow your pride a little bit or pay someone else to take the stuff that we give you and go do it we can help you train anybody anybody on how to do this and they can go find profitable product and flip it online you want to go to provenq4plan.com that's where the action's going to be this fourth quarter we're anticipating hundreds of people being trained by the best retail arbitrage experts that we know. I mean, people that can walk into any store. We're going to put video cameras on them. You can see them, walk into the store, see what they do, see what they grab. We're going to train you right so you can be doing this. And from now on, when you go out and hit a store, you're going to walk in and pay for whatever else you're buying, plus put some money in the bank. Wouldn't that be a great? Wouldn't that be cool to be able to shop whenever you want and walk out of the store with more money in your pocket than when you walked in and you got all the stuff you wanted? Now, I'm not saying it's 100%, but the vast majority of the time, when I go out with the intention of coming home with money in my pocket, I'm able to do so. And I'm not even, I'm far from one of the best retail arbitrage trainers in our community. There's people who are really, really good at this, guys. So all that's coming but hey, I had some fun with this one today. hope you really enjoyed it as well. We've got some cool apps coming at you soon that you can use to go out and do retail arbitrage. This is stuff that the vast majority of listeners to this show have never seen or used before. It gives you a red light or a green light based on the standards that you set up when you're scanning barcodes in a store. Should I buy this? Yes or no? Boop boom, boom. The scan barcodes, red light, green light. I mean, we're reducing it down to something your 10-year-old can help you do we're making it that easy. Just go scan barcodes and we're going to give you a red light or a green light based on your parameters that you set up and we'll tell you what parameters we use. That's the kind of Q4 you're going to have. We're going to have a whole lot of people run out of money before they run out of profitable inventory to buy. And we're super excited to train you guys how we do it. All right. So this was our episode dedicated to retail arbitrage. If you think maybe I'm full of hot air, blowing smoke, and and I'm just making this up so we can sell our Q4 strategies. Well, check this out. Listen to a few episodes of this podcast before this one. If this was your first episode, you may not believe me. You're going to hear from a bunch of people who are making a bunch of money doing the stuff I just talked about. It's not a complicated business model, guys. I can't wait to see you in our Q4 groups. Be sure to sign up at provenq4plan.com for more information that's coming soon. If it's not there already, as you're listening to this, And we're going to be doing this year round too. It's not just about the fourth quarter. We are going to be bringing in some partners who really know their stuff. So year round, you can be getting cutting edge content on the topic of retail and yes, online sourcing as well. For those of you who can't get out, don't have retail near you, you can do the same strategies online. If you have an internet connection, you can do these things. I probably should have mentioned that earlier. I'll put it in the show notes too. so more people will know that that can be done as well. I just sit at your computer and source. Same way, use the same strategies. All right, I'm going to sign off here. This was a fun episode for me. Hopefully you enjoyed it too, picked up some good tips, or maybe you just thought to yourself, wow, I know someone who could really use this. Surely you know someone who meets a couple criteria. One, they could use a little extra money or a lot of extra money or a complete career change. And two, they're willing to to get out and do what it takes to make that happen, building a business they can be proud of, using creative fun strategies, getting involved in what I call and what many in our community consider to be the biggest mega trend of commerce in world history. Yes, that shift as we go from 7-8-9% online retail to 10, 15, 20, 25% of all retail being online and tons of small businesses popping up that is huge the world has never seen anything like it we're just getting started so if you're thinking to yourself man i know someone that could use that information send them to our community have them go grab a copy of the silent sales machine book you'd be doing them a big favor go read the hundreds of five-star reviews on amazon SilentSalesMachine.com, or look it up by the same title on amazon.com. It's the book that started this podcast, one of the most popular online entrepreneur podcasts in the world. Thank you for helping spread the word. Hey, God bless you, business building warrior. I love doing this program. I hope you're benefiting in huge ways. I can't wait to be back and do this again real soon. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio.